Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hubs Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hub's plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit hubspeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S-peanuts.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. morning good afternoon or good evening whenever or wherever you're watching or listening to us this is the osmo nhl dfs strategy show and i'm your host michael clifford aka slim cliffy jumping into the mutt cuts van for this cross-country journey to reunite a woman with their briefcase is mr christmas himself joshua harris josh how we doing today bud samsonite i was way (laughs) off slappy sammy yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad I get to make these jokes with you because I don't get to make these jokes with Jake. Every time I make a joke like that with Jake, I just get a blank face. So yeah, He hasn't even seen Dumb and Dumber, so I don't even know why we put him on the air, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, maybe uh, now that, that we have a long weekend ahead of us, maybe I'll take in uh, Dumb and Dumber. I haven't watched that uh, in a little while, but we're not here to talk about movies. We're here uh, to talk about hockey. We have a six-game slate ahead of us here tonight. Before we get to those uh, six games here tonight, let's talk about the slate last night because the slate last night was just completely broken by one line. Um, the Islanders' top line went absolutely nuclear. Matt Barzal had a hat trick and five points, if I'm not mistaken. What frustrates me about that game, and we talked about it a bit before we came on the air, um, was Ilya Samsonov, the starting goalie for Washington, took an elbow to the head behind the net from his own teammate like a few minutes into the game, got taken out, went to the concussion room, apparently passed all the concussion tests, came back in like 15 minutes later and let in four goals in 10 minutes. Like, I don't know, like goalies letting goals all the time. So you don't want to say that there's, you know, causation uh, between the hit and his performance afterwards. But like that hit that he took behind the net, it reminded me of the one Sidney Crosby took from David Stackle like 10 years ago or whatever it was when it caused all those uh, significant traumas uh, for Crosby. That like It looked like the same hit to me. Whether or not Samsonov was fine, I can't believe they just didn't put Vanacek in for the rest of the game and then give Samsonov 24 hours to see if he'd be fine for today's start. That just seemed insane to me. Yeah, and... Uh... I don't get why they did that. Like, even even if he was okay, why put him back in in the first? Like, wait until the start of the second. Like, even <laughs> like, it, like, 
none of that made sense. And now they're playing again tonight. Vanacek got pulled. Now he's back in probably tonight. Like, so I don't, I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, it was just a really weird scene. But, uh, hey, if you stack Islanders one last night, uh, you were definitely all smiles because it certainly uh, worked out in your favor. Uh, one area that didn't work out in any, most anybody's favor was the Rangers going into Buffalo. The Rangers had very high ownership across the board, multiple players over 20%. But uh, one thing we always talk about on this show, uh, and I think it was a great point that Jake made a long time, uh, a few shows ago, was uh, you don't need bad goalies to be great for the rest of the season or for the rest of the careers. You just need them to be great for one night. And Dustin Tokarski was great last night. Yeah, Rangers almost had 50 shots. They ended up winning, but Tukarski ended up with, what, 44 saves, the shot bonus, and an overtime loss, two points. So, he, he uh, I don't know what his final score was, but I would imagine it was over 20. Sure. Yeah, he he had a, a pretty good night uh, in net. And, you know, we like I said, we always talk about uh, goalies at home that are going to see volume. Um, Tukarski was definitely uh, an example of that. Not a whole lot uh, elsewhere on the slate. Um, I think people might have been a bit frustrated by the Panthers because there's a lot of Panthers ownership. Uh, they didn't play that well. Um, the one thing that really kind of jumped out at me uh, was Tampa Bay and the Jackets. Namely, like, I think like Columbus lost that game last night, but that might have been the best game I've seen them play. And I only caught one period. So, you know, caveat emptor. But um, I only, like, that probably was Columbus's best game that I saw them play. They put up, I think 38 shots on Vasilevsky. They still lost three, two. This isn't a playoff team, but they are starting to show signs that they aren't the doormat that they were like a month ago. Yeah. And you know, we give torts a lot of shit for being a, <laughs> I gotta watch my mouth, but we give torts a lot of crap for uh, being a bad coach for DFS, but he's actually a really good coach. He gets the most out of his players. He's not afraid to bench players, hold them accountable. So that being said, like if they come up, they they play for him, so they're going to have these games where they're competitive. He's, they're going to have more competitive games than not going forward, I would imagine. Yeah, um, I hope we actually see that because it it almost feels bad when you're just kind of auto picking against Columbus because you know they should be a bit better team than than they're showing. But uh, hopefully, they're starting uh, to turn it around a little bit here. Um, one thing I want to talk to you before we get to the slate, uh, it's. It's a short slate and, you know, I don't play 150 lineups. Usually I'll, I'll play three max or 20 max. Um, you usually play one to three lineups. So even on smaller slates like this, there are lines and there are teams that we kind of have to X out. Like, and it's not necessarily because we don't like that line or like that team or think it's a bad spot, but because we have limited options and we have to kind of try to optimize those options. So on a shorter slate like this, how do you, or basically, I guess, any slate, how do you go about like Xing out teams or Xing out players? Like, what do you look for for red flags to get you away from teams that might have a good price or a good projection or a good matchup or something like that? Yeah. So, one of the things I like to do, I go through all the games. Like, on a six, six game slate, it's a lot easier than like a 14. Like, for being a one to three lineup player, these medium sized slates, like five to eight games, is perfect for, you know, hand building if you're doing one to three. So what I like to do, I'll go through each game and I'll write down the lines that I like. And then like on a slate like this, there's three very expensive lines, Toronto one, Edmonton one, Colorado one. So um, then you start looking what you can fit with them and what you can't fit with them. And if you want to go with an expensive line, like Colorado, Toronto, Edmonton, not that I don't like these lines, but there's a lot of mid-priced lines that, that you can't fit with the Colorado ones, the Edmonton ones, the Toronto ones. So if you're dead red on playing a line like that, you got to see what fits with them. And then you can go from there. If you want to fade these expensive lines, then you do the same with the mid-price lines. So then then you, you kind of see what you can fit construction-wise in an expensive and punt line build, the mid-range build, something like that. And then you kind of narrow it down from there. So like you can't fit Toronto won a Colorado one. So if you want, if you prefer Colorado over Toronto, as much as it sucks, like you, you X out Matthews because you, you can't fit him. but it's not like you don't like him. It's just, you, 
you can't play everybody in three lineups and you can't play everybody in 20 lineups. You can't even play everyone in 150. Like those people say, Oh, you know, you're an MME player. You're bound to hit eventually. Like, no, that's not the case. Like you have to know what you're doing. And so you kind of just have to, the best thing to do is just fool around with building lineups and see what fits and what can't fit. And it it makes the process a bit easier. Yeah. I think, that's that's probably the best way to go about it, I think. It's not if you're making one lineup, don't just focus on necessarily making one lineup. You know, make three lineups, make four lineups, start winnowing down, and then once you get to a, a smaller pool, and then then you start making the real tough choices. But uh it's not there's no easy uh answer here when it comes to to making lineups. Uh this is why we spend hours every day researching it. If it were easy, uh everybody would do it. So the saying goes. All right, I think that's enough. A uh, little chatter. Uh, we do have some games to get to. Before we get to that, a uh, little reminder that if you're not able to watch your favorite Osmo shows on YouTube, almost all of our Osmo YouTube shows are available through the Osmo Podcast Network. We we have a podcast uh, for every sport, and we're available on every major platform. So head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast to check out the latest. Just leave a five-star review on one of our podcasts with your Twitter handle or email address, and you'll be eligible to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. One winner will be awarded every Friday and reviews will be eligible to win for up to one year. Good luck. Uh, While you're here, if you don't want to buy an Osmo Plus Platinum package and you still want to support us, the best way to do so is to like and subscribe. It really helps us grow this channel, helps us beat the algorithm, helps us uh, keep these shows coming uh, pretty much on a daily basis. And we have hours and hours of DFS shows every day. So if you could throw us a like, throw us a subscribe. And click that bell if you want to get notified uh, whenever we come on the air. All right, let's get to these games. So let's get to our, and we'll get to our first one here. We have the Washington Capitals with a 3.4 implied goal total going into New Jersey. Uh, The New Jersey Devils have a 2.6 implied goal total. Uh, The the Caps just played last night. We talked about it, uh, you know, a few minutes ago. They got beat down by the Islanders 8-4. I assume Vitek Vanacek is going to come in net, seeing as Samsonov um, may be injured. Definitely got shelled last night. Um, not sure what you really like here. Like I, our ownership is showing a, a lot of Washington ownership, uh, already Ovechkin, uh, the highest owned player on the slate. Uh, we have Kuznetsov in the top five and Oshi in the top 10 as well. So, and Vanacek in the top 10. So four out of our top 10 owned players, uh, so far on our first run are from Washington. So there's going to be a lot of interest there. So what's your interest in Washington, Josh, and then move it on over to New Jersey. Yeah, I at the ownership on Washington one, and they're you know they're on a back to back, four and six, five and eight, something like that. They're playing; they've been playing a bunch of hockey. And you like to note, like we we talk about all the time. You like you have those stats picking on teams who've played five and eight. Um, it's not a hundred percent type deal, but there's no there's no like absolutes. But Ovechkin twenty four percent, Kuznetsov twenty one percent, like. On a slate with McDavid, with Matthews, with McKinnon, like I, I just this is a like an MME type game for me. I don't want to play twenty four percent McKinnon, or excuse me, Ovechkin at twenty four percent on a back to back coming off a of beating. Like, yeah, it's the Devils; they're not very good, but Blackwood's good. The Zajac line, who they're going to get, has been good, which has been weird because like Zajac's like one hundred and seven years old, but like a couple games ago, like they ran over the Katoria line, like ran them over. So um, I think there's, there's definitely in a, in a limited number of lineups, there's definite merit to fading the caps top line tonight. Uh, if you want to get down into like the secondary stacks, I think that's okay. If you want to do like a, you know, a Backstrom Wilson, but really like, it's probably just going to be like a one-off. So like Jacob Vrana on the third line with Eller and Sprong. I think you could take some pieces there. They're a decent filler, but again, like on the caps, I'm more towards, you know, if I was building 20 to 150 lineups, I'd have some, but I'd probably be way under the field. And then on the devil side, because we like to take advantage of, you know, these teams playing a ton of games, Vitek Vanacek, you know, got pulled or um, that situation was just weird, but he's probably gonna be back in net tonight. There's some stuff to like on the devils. I don't know if I'll get there in one to three lineups. I probably won't. But, um, you know, as I just talked about, the Zajac line has been very good. So if you want to leave Zajac off, you want to put him in, that's fine. But I think, you know, Jesper brought 3,800 power play one. 
Uh, he's going to have looking at the ownerships, like they're going to have some a moderate ownership. So, but I think, you know, Brat, Zajac, Sharon, Sharon Govich is the line that I would full stack. If you want a two man, like a Hughes and Paul Mary, I think that's perfectly fine. Or even if you want to go down to the third line, Wood and Zaka with Merkley, I think that's okay. I would be concerned because they're going to get the Eller matchup. So maybe I wouldn't go there, especially at their ownership for a third line, getting over 5%. That's probably not where I want to be, but I think on the, you know, the Zajac line and the Hughes Palmieri duo in MME, I think I would have some. Yeah. Uh, Hughes Palmieri is always the duo that kind of draws my interest. Cause those, I think are probably their two best forwards, you know, independently. Um, just if you were to evaluate this lineup, I, I think you'd say that those are their two best forwards. Um, but I kind of want to use that Zajac line going into Kuznetsov. And here's why is, Zajac and Sharon Govich, uh, they're not shy of trading chances. So far this year when they're on the ice together, 2.3 expected goals for, 2.9 expected goals against. It's not very good, but that expected goals for mark is still above average. Expected goals against is well below average, which is bringing their expected goal share uh, to well below average. But the, the fact that, they're, that they want to trade chances like that, like I don't care if they allow three goals against or whatever. I just care that they score two or three goals of their own. Um, so that's what's leading me more to Zajac and Sharon Govich. Now, uh, they're not on the power play, and that's kind of a killer. Uh, but they're not terribly expensive. So you don't really need, like, a massive night from them to go off. This isn't a spot where you absolutely need guys to get three-point bonuses or whatever. Even just a couple goals uh, is more than just fine. And I'm glad you brought up the rest factor. Like, I, it, maybe we harp on it a little bit too much, but I'd rather bring it up too often than almost never because I think rest and travel is a very important factor uh, in the NHL scheduling this year and New Jersey just had two two straight days off which never happens they actually said it's going to be the last time they have two days off between games for the rest of the season and as you mentioned Washington's playing back-to-back four and six five and eight so um, I think the New Jersey rest factor is strong. Is uh, it's it's strong on the the rest factor is strong on New Jersey side. Pardon me. So uh, I do like Zajac and Sharon Govich here. If you want to go down to Palmieri and Hughes, I have no problem with that. But I think Zajac and Sharon Govich, just because of the matchups, even if they don't get a lot of power play time, they probably still end up uh, near the top of New Jersey forwards and in, in minutes uh, per in minutes tonight, just because they'll be matched up so often against Ovechkin at five on five. Um, on the blue line, the, I mean, I think you're, you're correlating more or less wherever you want. Like if you're playing Washington power play, you're going to correlate with Washington. Uh, if you're going to correlate with New Jersey, like you probably put, if you're playing like Palmieri, you're, you might play Ty Smith. If you're playing, you know, Merkley or Wood, you might play Subban or Severson, Severson or something like that. But the name that's jumping out to me is Dmitry Kulikov. Um, played, he's played 20 plus minutes in four out of his last five games. Super cheap defenseman. Um, feels like that's probably where I'm going to go for my punt tonight. Do you have anything different there? No, I like it. I mean, personally, I'm not a huge Ty Smith guy in DFS, especially at his ownership. Like, I don't know if he's going to be 18% tonight. That, it's probably going to be lower than that. But uh, I prefer Severson uh, if you're using that top line over Subban just for the $1,300 savings. And Kulikov is perfectly fine at min price, especially if you're trying to jam in some expensive stuff. He's a you're going to want to get those cheap guys in who see the minutes. And then on the Washington side, really, if you're, you know, correlating side, it's going to be Car- Carlson. Other than that, like Dimitri Orloff is getting the minutes, but his price has come up from 2,500 to 3,400. And I don't know if I want to spend 3,400 for Orloff tonight, especially with the, the, uh, the amount that they've played recently. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think his price has come up a little bit too much for me to play. Um, just want to note um, one thing about the Washington power play is that uh, Kuznetsov back on the top uh, top power play, Brown on PP2 means uh, all of Washington one is fully correlated. Um, we're showing about 20% ownership uh, for them tonight, which feels about right to me. I'm not going to like, I don't have any Washington here tonight. Personally, again, like you said, at some point you have to start Xing out teams. And I think the rest factor here is what's going to get me away from Washington. But if people want to play Washington one, um, absolutely no problem with that. Uh, this is, you know, rest factor aside, this is typically a good spot for them. 
we playing Blackwood and Net tonight. Uh, I was looking at his price. Like his price isn't super cheap. Well, um, seventy like seventy two yeah, is fine, but he's not like a sixty nine hundred special or something. Yeah, I mean Hellebuck is right there too. So yeah, I don't mind it, especially if you're correlating with the Devils. Uh, I don't know if I'd one off them. There might be some cheaper options, or uh, like I think I'd rather play Hellebuck than than Blackwood tonight. So I think he's just more of a correlation deal for me. Okay, fair enough. I like I don't mind Blackwood as a one off for the sole reason that there's going to be so much Washington ownership. Like a third of players have a Washington line. Um, it's a good leverage thing. So that's what I'll say about Blackwood. I'm, I'll probably get to a little bit of them. Um, all right, we have more games to get to, but before we get to those games, free stuff. We always have free stuff up on the site. I shouldn't say always. We usually have free stuff up on the site, and today is uh, no exception. Uh, for free content today, we have our NBA big board. We have NHL top stacks. So you just heard me talk about how uh, Washington 1 is coming in right at about their leverage spot. Um, all that is available on our top stacks tool, and we have NBA super draft projections. So uh, if you want to play NBA or NHL tonight, we have some free stuff up there. And if you want to play over on Super Draft, we have your projections for you. Pardon me. And baseball started yesterday. What a first day it was, too, by the way. Uh, shout out to my Blue Jays. That was one of the best baseball games that I've watched, probably since their playoff runs of five years ago. But anyways, uh, opening day was yesterday, and we still have our deal going on. Get your first nine days of Osmo Plus MLB for only $9 when you use the promo code STARTING9. That's STARTING9 with the numeral 9. It gives you access to everything we have to offer for MLB DFS, including player projections, ownership projections, top stacks, lineup builder, and our premium Slack channel. It's This offer is valid through April 9th, which is next Friday. Stop guessing, start winning. Join Osmo Plus MLB today. And when you join Osmo Plus, you're joining a community here. The projections and the tools are great, but you also gain access to our premium Slack chat where you can talk strategy and other topics with your fellow DFS players. You can participate in office hours with our Osmo experts, and you can stay up to date with our latest projections from Alex Baker, Osmo himself. Uh, it's a favorite feature for a lot of our, of our subscribers. Um, we're usually sitting in there. Uh, through the day, uh, you know, we throw in uh, lineup updates and projection updates and uh, people scratched and players hurt and, you know, we talk strategy and stuff like that. And people really seem to uh, enjoy our Slack community. So uh, if you want to join that community, if you want to get a taste of it, see what it's like, our MLB starting nine promo, just head to Osmo.com, use the promo code starting nine for your first nine days of Osmo plus MLB for $9. Uh we also have one giveaway going on right now. Uh, check out our pin tweet on their main uh, Twitter account, Osmo underscore com, uh, for an NBA Top Shot giveaway. Thanks to our guy, News God, we're offering up a Jonas Valanciunas Top Shot for one lucky winner. Uh, just head to our Twitter account, Osmo underscore com, look for the pin tweet, and complete the steps listed on that tweet uh, to be eligible. Always giving away tons of free stuff here. So uh, one of the perks for just watching this free show every day is you, you get the chance to enter win free stuff. And there's free stuff on the site. It's just free stuff all the time here. Uh, let's get back to the hockey a little bit. Uh, Toronto, 3.3 implied goal total. Going into Winnipeg, the Jets have a 2.8 implied goal total. The big note here is Blake Wheeler's a game-time decision. Uh, he was injured in the last game, left the game, didn't return, but he skated this morning at morning skate, went through the full skate with them. So I'm kind of assuming that he plays tonight and that their lines go back to what they were in the last game. That's the assumption that I'm using uh, in my builds. Um, probably some stuff to like from both sides here, Josh. So why don't you just take your time and let us know what you like. Yeah, so the thing you noticed from the last time they played, the Matthews, Marner, Hyman line, was matched against the third line of Cop, Lowry, Appleton. They did see some of the second line, but they're going to avoid the Shifley, Ewers, Connor line for the most part. And that third line, um, as we've talked about in previous shows, because I was on Winnipeg 3, but their defensive numbers are not good. So I think this is a really advantageous matchup for the Matthews line. Uh, as we talked about in the last show, uh, the best offensive iteration for that line is with Zach Hyman. Their ownership is in check so far uh, in the first couple rounds. Well, I would imagine it's going to creep up a little bit uh, closer towards lock, but if, you know, if they're going to get the Lauer matchup, I, I really like this uh, Toronto top line tonight. Um, I know Hyman's on the top power play and he's 5,200, but 
again, like he's been having a very good season. He's actually been shooting the puck a lot more than he has in seasons past. So I think you go to the full line here. Uh, if you want to, you know, add in another person for, you know, power play one, I think you can add a Tavares. You can add a, add in a Nylander. You can do that. Um, and then like, I, I always want to get behind uh, the second line, Tavares, Nylander, Galchenyuk, <laughs> but um, I don't know. They're, they're a bit pricey for how they haven't been great this season. Like Tavares is having his worst offensive season in a long time. Like the matchup is good. Uh, the Winnipeg PK is pretty bad. So I think there's merit for that second line. I think that's more of an MME play for me. I'm not going to get there in one to three, but I think if you're building, you know, five to 10 to 20, you start putting them in. Um, especially if you, if you want to build like a power play stack, I think that's fine. Um, and even that third line, like if, if you're trying to get in like a Colorado power play, I think you can take some pieces there. Uh, you know how I feel about Thornton being on the top line, but as a third liner, I think, you know, being on the secondary power play unit, 3,200 with Spiza uh, also on the power play. Kerfoot scored a shorty the last game. I think you can take like a piece or two from there if you're trying to get in the really expensive guys. And then on the Winnipeg side, the Shifley line is going to avoid the Matthews line. So I do like this top line tonight. Um, they're probably going to get the Zavaris line. Zavaris line, you know, as I stated before, hasn't been as good as they've been in the seasons past. So I think there is some merits going to Winnipeg one. Uh, as you pointed out, Nikolai Ehlers is probably one of the best wingers, if not the best winger in Canada right now. Uh, Connor and Scheifler are in power play one. Uh, their ownership is pretty low considering, you know, the, the Maple Leafs aren't a defensive juggernaut. So I like the Winnipeg top line tonight. I also like the second line. They're cheap. You just got to make sure Blake Wheeler's in. Um, you know, Stasny and Wheeler on the top power play. I think that's fine. Like Stasny is what he is. Wheeler, you just got to make sure he's in. I like Pierre-Luc Dubois at his price. So I think, you know, Winnipeg two is a decent filler. But really, uh, this this game is mostly about Toronto 1 for me and Winnipeg 1 and everything else is more MME. Yeah, uh, I'll just say flat out that Toronto 1 is my favorite line on the slate here tonight. When, Like we said earlier, you have to look for reasons to play lines and you have to look for reasons to not play lines. So when you're looking at you know Colorado, Edmonton, and Toronto, you have to start figuring matchups because they're all elite lines, right? Although all three of those lines, I wouldn't have any problem playing them in almost any matchup. Like matchups don't really matter for those lines in general. But when you're comparing those three lines, just those three lines together, then you have to start slicing it up a little bit more finely. And I think that's where Toronto's matchup really comes into play here. Like Winnipeg doesn't take a lot of penalties and, you know, that's kind of a problem because, you know, we do want them uh, to take a lot of penalties against, against Toronto, but Winnipeg's penalty kill, not really much uh, to write home about. Hasn't been much to write home about uh, for years now has been a little bit better lately, but it doesn't concern me against all the talent on Toronto's top unit. And like, like I mentioned on the last show, when Zach Hyman's on the top line in Toronto, it just completely changes how they play. They play at such a faster pace. It, it feels like they're constantly attacking. Like with Joe Thornton there, it's much more methodical. It's much more plotting. And maybe they generate uh, higher uh, higher danger chances with less frequency. But I would rather take a ton of volume uh, and, and take my chances with super skilled players like Matthews and Marner. So uh, I am in heavily on Toronto 1 tonight. Um, I'm pretty much out on Winnipeg entirely here. Like I, I agree with you that I think the top line is in a better spot um, because of the line matching. I'd rather have them go into Tavares than have them go uh, into Matthews, but that Tavares line with Alex Galchenyuk there has been pretty good. Uh, small sample, only about 50 minutes, but 3.6 expected goals for 1.1 expected goals against 77% expected goal share. Uh, they've been super, super good. So um, if anything, I'd probably go to the Toronto two, two side. Uh, but for me, this game is mostly about Toronto one. Uh, on the blue line, uh, Forbord and Neil, uh, Derek Forbord and Neil Pionk jump out to me uh, because of ice time. One thing I brought up to you a couple of days ago about Toronto is their defensemen just don't shoot a lot. Like their, their rate uh, uh, or their share of shots from the entire team 
is very small compared to the league average. So um, I don't know how high you are on Toronto defensemen. I'm probably not going to use a lot of them Uh, on the Winnipeg side. I'm probably looking to get cheap with floorboard, but that's about it. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I don't really like the defenseman in this game. Like, maybe if you want to play Justin Hole because he sees some time five on five with Matthews, I think that's fine. Um, I don't know if I went off Pionk at his price, but if I had $4,500 left for my final defenseman spot, I'd definitely pay Pionk. Uh, and then, yeah, I agree with Forbort. Uh, I'd probably look a bit cheaper if I if I could to try to get in. Like, depends on the build, really. If you have 3,300 left, Forbort's fine. Um, so, really, it's just whole Forbort, Pionk. I don't really like Morgan Riley. Even if I'm correlating with Matthews, I don't want to play him for 5,500. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel that. Uh, it just feels bad putting him in sometimes. Uh, Hellebuck, one of my favorite goalies on the slate. What do you think? I agree. If you're not playing Toronto, uh, I really like Hellebuck. And then um, if you're correlating with Toronto, I think uh, Jack Campbell's fine. Yep, agree with that. Uh, before we jump to the next game, a quick question for you in our YouTube chat, and it's a good question. Uh, you're a one to three lineup guy. How many different contests do you enter your one to three lineups in? Like, do you only play single entry or three max, or what do you do? Uh, so what I normally do is I try to stick to uh, three max and single entry. So what I do normally is I'll play the 153 max. I'll play the 121 single entry, play the $12 single entry, the $5 single entry. And then for, you know, FOMO, I'll play the the main GPP. I'll just throw it in in case I absolutely have the stone cold nuts. And then I'll play the 40, which is usually only like, uh, like 13 max, something like that. And I'll also throw it in the, in the four check. Okay. Uh, so you're really spreading it around there. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to our next game. Uh, another all Canadian matchup, Calgary flames, 2.7 implied gold total going into Edmonton. The Oilers have a 3.3 implied gold total. Edmonton looks like they're going back to their old lineup from uh, earlier in the season, which is Nugent Hopkins, McDavid and Puglia on the top line. And then Cahoon, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto on the second line. Um, Calgary, I haven't seen anything from them in war- for warm-up skates so far yet today. Uh, maybe I've missed something since we've been on the air, but I'm assuming they're just running back the same lineup uh, from last game. Um, Edmonton's probably going to be uh, relatively popular here tonight. So what do you like from Edmonton and what do you like from Calgary? Yeah, so just how we talked about how Hyman's the best iteration for Toronto, like this iteration of Edmonton one is my favorite. Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, Pugliarvi, just because from a price perspective, like, yeah, Dreisaitl is 3,000 more than Nugent Hopkins. Pugliarvi is only 4,300. They fully correlate on the power play. It's not going to completely destroy, like, loading in, like, a Colorado power play. You're going to have to, like, punt with, like, Lucic and Lucic and Lucic. So, like, this allows you to actually have, like, actual players on the other line with you. And I think that's why you're seeing them being the most popular tonight of all the most expensive lines. And I think it's fine. Uh, I'm never not going to talk you off Edmonton one. That'd be irresponsible. They are going to get, probably they're going to get Lindholm Kachuk, which is not a great matchup, but like we've talked about with McDavid's with the Matthews, with the McKinnon's they're matchup proof. So like any given night, they can go absolutely nuts. Um, they focus on the power play. So that if they get on the power play, they're going to score or they should score. Hopefully they score. Uh, so I do like the Edmonton Oilers tonight. I don't know if they're my favorite. I think I, I think I like Toronto a bit more, um, 
But again, this is a short slate. So if you are MMEing, obviously I'd probably be, I'd probably be close to the field or a bit above it. Um, if you want to add in dry sidle, that's when it gets a little bit pricey, but I think you can power play stack them. Uh, the second line doesn't really interest me too much. Um, Cahoon doesn't really do much for me. If you want to just, you know, do a dry saddle Yamamoto two man, I guess that's fine, but they are, you know, they, they are getting that Monaghan Gaudreau matchup. So like that's advantageous for both sides. So I think if you're going to go to the Calgary side, I think the Monaghan Gaudreau line is where you want to uh, be. I don't want to, you know, go against McDavid. So I'm kind of out on Lindholm Kachuk, but Monaghan Gaudreau for as faulty as they've been all season, they are going to get a very poor defensive line with Mike Smith and net. So I think, you know, Calgary two is where I play Calgary. I think that's an MME thing for me. I probably wouldn't play them in one to three. So really for me, this game's about Edmonton one, Edmonton power play, uh, some Calgary two, and maybe, you know, some Calgary one in MME, you know, just have a handful just because, you know, Mike Smith isn't great. And there are some power play guys on that line. Yeah, I'm having a tough time getting to Calgary. I agree with you that it's a good spot for the Monaghan, Godreau, Richie line. The problem is, is they haven't been very good. Uh, 1.5 expected goals, 4 per 62.0 uh, expected goals against per 60, 43% expected goal share, and zero goals scored in 93 minutes of ice time. It hasn't been pretty for Calgary, too. Like, I'm pretty much out on Calgary altogether here tonight. Uh, like, that bottom, like, I, Calgary 3 would be a line that I would want to stack, but I don't even know which one of those bottom six lines is the third line. Is it Nordstrom and Backlund, or is it Lucic and Ryan? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't really know which which of those Calgary lines is their bottom six, and I don't want to guess in, you know, uh, 15% of my lineups or whatever, which line is going to get the most ice time. And I'm with you on Calgary one. I don't want to go into uh, the McDavid matchup. So it'd be left to Calgary two. And I just think that's a bad line. So, you know, we talk about reasons to exit lines. I'm out on Calgary almost entirely here tonight. Um, I might have something like a one-off Hannafin or something like that. Um, you know, one of their cheap defensemen because they have been going to a heavy four-man rotation. Um, but that's about it for me. For me, it's going to be about the Edmonton side. I'm probably going to be mixing in a lot more dry sidle uh, than you just because um, of that matchup. Like I think dry sidle and Yamamoto, I, I like, it's a good matchup for both, both teams. I agree with you. And when I get in that situation, I just default to the home team is what I do. So um, yeah, I'm going to be mostly Edmonton power play, but I'm going to try to sneak in maybe one or two Edmonton power play, two stacks and Edmonton two is pretty cheap too, right? Like Cahoon and, and Yamamoto Cahoon, I think is under three K. And, and Yamamoto is under 4K. Um, those are pretty cheap. Uh, you know, I probably wouldn't stack the full line, but, you know, two man with Yamamoto, Dreisaitl, McDavid or something like that, I think can work just fine. On the blue line, Adam Larson played a boatload of ice time last game. Um, if he does that all the time, he can probably get to the shot block bonus. But the problem is that seems like a one-off game. I don't know if he's going to be playing 25 minutes every night. Larson for Hall. It's a one for one. Did they win that trade? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think once Hall won the MVP, it kind of put that yeah. to bed. Yeah. No, but uh, Larson's okay at 3,800. If you want to put in Cowboy Chris Russell at three, that's fine. But really, um, Tyson Berry with the power play guys, if you want to play Nurse for a little bit more expensive uh, for the perifs, I think that's fine. And I agree with you on Hannafin, but really, I'm probably out on Calgary defensemen. Yeah, I'm pretty much out on them as well. I'm not really liking either goalie in this game either. I don't know what your thoughts here, but uh, I'm not someone that's super gung-ho on playing Mike Smith, and I'm not somebody that's super gung-ho on playing almost any goalie against McDavid. Yeah, I, I don't like – as much as I like Markstrom, I don't think I'd plug him in on the road against McDavid. I, and the problem is, like, on DK, he's 7,400. Hellebuck's 7,300 at home. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. I agree with you right there. Uh, today's show is sponsored by Jock Market. If you haven't heard, Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all your shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. 
Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players and buy, sell, or hold during the game based on your analysis. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code OSMO50 for a $50 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for the Osmo community, so make sure to take advantage of it today. That's Osmo50 for a $50 bonus. I think I'm going to get into jock market this weekend. I, I I just don't really have enough time to put in two or three hours of DFS for MLB every day. So maybe I'll just start playing jock market, uh, jock market MLB until NHL regular season's over. That feels like the way to go. Yeah. I should check it out too. I don't know if it, because I wanted to get into super draft, super drafts, not legal in New Jersey. I got to make sure jock market's legal in New Jersey, but I'll get into it. If it is one of these days, Gambling is just going to be uniform across both our countries, and it will be a glorious, glorious day when that happens. All right. Uh, a lot of gray hairs when that happens. <laughs> if we have any hair left. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> uh, all right. Getting to our next game, we have the St. Louis Blues with a 2.3 implied goal total going into Colorado. The Avs have a 3.3 implied goal total. This is a game we've been talking about in our Slack chat pretty much all day today. Uh, on a small slate, uh, you have to look for reasons maybe to get a little bit different. Uh, what do you like here, Josh? Because this is probably the pivotal game of the night. Yeah. Is it Jonas Johansson? Is he yeah. confirmed? Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is this is going to be the most important game of the night, and it's without question. Like, it feels weird. Like, the Blues have a 2.3 total, and if it was Grubauer, I'd agree because, you know – but Jonas Johansson, who is it? The the Buffalo guy said this is the worst goalie he's ever seen. In his yeah, life. John John Vogel, the Buffalo yeah, beat writer, said it was the worst goalie he's ever seen. Couldn't save puck, puck even in practice. Yeah, so I I know you've talked about it in weeks prior. So like the Avs are an elite defensive team, but where they run into problems was when Hunter Miska was in that. Right, they give up four or five goals. Now Jonas Johansson, the worst goalie you know Vogel's ever seen in his life, is in the <laughs> net now. Here's the thing, right? So you have Jaden Schwartz, Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko. They're going to get the McKinnon matchup. McKinnon matchup, you know, you don't want to go into the McKinnon matchup. That line is arguably the best line in the NHL. Okay, let's go to the second line. Hoffman, Shen, Perron going into the Saad, Kadri, Burakovsky matchup. That line has a under one and a half expected goals against per 60. Okay, we'll go to the third line. Sanford, Thomas, Cairo. They're going to get Nishushkin, Yost, Donskoy. That line is under one and a half goals against for 60. So, yeah, like Jonas Johansson may be worse than an empty net, but, like, these these lines are elite, elite defensively. And the, the Avs have one of the best, if not the best, young blue lines in the NHL. So it, I'm kind of confused at what I want to do here. Because, yeah, Johansson's terrible, but the Avs are so good. So, really, what I think I'm going to do, I don't want to full stack anyone in the Blues because it is a 2.3 total. Maybe it creeps up to 2.5. They're going to get just brutal matchups across the board, but Johansson sucks. Okay. So, I think what I'm going to do for the Blues is I'll just have some one-offs. And where I want to be for that one-off is probably Mike Hoffman. Just because he is super cheap. He's 4000 uh, he's on power play too. They mix around their power plays. That's fine. They avoid the McKinnon matchup. They get the Kadri matchup, which is a bad one as well. But, you know, Saad <laughs> isn't, you know, super great defensively. Burakovsky is good offensively. He's not super great defensively. So if there's if there was a spot, a soft spot, if you will, it's not very soft either. You got to like knock around for it to find it. I think it's on that second line. So I think, you know, Hoffman as a one-off makes sense. Um, you want to like, like the third line? No, because that Donskoy, Yost, and the Shushkin line has been incredible on both ends of the ice recently. So really for me, the blues, it's just one-offs. I don't think I'm going to full stack anybody. If you want to do it in MME, that's fine. One of three lineups. I'm not going to do it. I don't care if it's Jonas Johansson. He is an NHL goalie, right? He's in the NHL playing goalie. So how bad can he be? He just needs to be average tonight. I don't know. Ask Calvin Pickard. Yeah. That's true. If he's average, right? <laughs> like the Avs should win this game. So really, this this is about the Avs for me. I don't know how much more I could say, you know, about Avs one. Yeah, they get Ryan O'Reilly, but as much as 
as much crap I just talked about Jonas Johansson, Bennington's bad too, right? Would you rather have Thatcher Demko for five by five or Bennington for six by six? If anyone says Bennington, you're either a, a nut job blues fan or you need a CT scan. So like really this, I, I want abs in this game. Your ownership's okay. check, but generally uh, they usually creep up by the, you know, towards lock. So I would imagine they're going to be 15, 20%. That's fine. Uh, the second line I think is where, I would want to be because they haven't performed great recently, but their numbers are great. So I want to get ahead of that trend. I want to be on them when they're all our own and they have that big game. So I really like Colorado two tonight. I think Colorado three is fine, but Don is coming off like a 98 point game. So he's, he's going to be super popular tonight. I think you could put him in the power play stocks. I think that's perfectly fine. I think a, a way to get a bit different with that third line is full stack it. If you're trying to get in like an Edmonton or you're doing some type of power play, you, you want to at least get, a two men in there, like a Nishushkin Donskoy or a Yost Donskoy or a Yost Nishushkin. You just don't want a one-off Donskoy because that's going to be super popular, but one-offs for the blues. And I want to, you know, full line stack any of the top three, I think in a, in a vacuum, that second line is my favorite just because they're going to be the lowest owned. And I think they have a chance to have a big night. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get to the Colorado side first. Um, For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. I'm going to say that I think I would just go to the top line here. And the reason I would say that is uh, the Colorado power play over the last month has just been outstanding. Uh, Number one in the league by expected goals for per 60 minutes. And they're close to the top in actual goals for meanwhile, at the other end of the spectrum, you have the St. Louis penalty kill last on the penalty kill by expected goals against and near the bottom by actual goals against, if I'm not mistaken over the last month. So I think like, St. Louis has been getting better since they got Schwartz and Tarasenko back. They have been improving. They're probably still no better than an average team right now, but they are improving. And this is a team that should be good. Um, Just maybe, you know, they need some time to gel and get everybody together. They've had a ton of injuries this year, but Colorado top line, taking advantage of the power plays where I would focus on Colorado. I'm, I'm playing St. Louis one here tonight. O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Schwartz. Um, I'm not going to play them heavily, but I probably will have two or three of them um, in my 20 lineups just because I like Jonas Johansson doesn't scare me at all. And like, I think St. Louis's ownership could come in even lower than what we're showing them. Like we're showing St. Louis one at like 5%. Th- that feels right. I think there's a chance it could, they could come in lower, but uh, I'm in on St. Louis one here. I know it's a terrible matchup, but I think Johansson is a terrible goalie and I'll take, I'll take a shot on a low on line on a six game slate against a terrible goalie uh, on the blue line. I think like if you're correlating with Colorado one, McCarr would make the most sense. If you're using any other line, I'd probably play like Taser Gerard. Yeah, so one of the things I noticed recently with the Colorado power play time is they'll throw out, you know, McKinnon, Ranton and Landeskog, Don Scoy, McCarr. And then when they switch to the second unit, those guys stay on and it's just tased from a car. <laughs> <laughs> so because on one of those power play goals uh, the other night when they went nuts, it was tased with the assist. Like they play most of the power play and then tased comes out and then they wait to throw out Saad Kadri Burakovsky. Like it, it takes some time. So like, as like McCarr sees most of the time and then tased does see a little bit with, the top power play unit. So I think, you know, McCarr makes the most sense, but if you want to, you know, get a little bit lower owned player, you can throw in taze there. I think Gerard's fine as well. Uh, on the blue side, I don't know. Uh, maybe Marco Scandella, but other than that, no. Yeah. Scandella min price isn't bad. I might throw in some Justin Falk or Tory Krug uh, with my St. Louis stacks, but um, probably not a lot. Um, playing 7,100 Bennington on the road. I might, especially my St. Louis stacks. Yeah, if you're if you're dipping into St. Louis and you're full stacking, I think you know they have a chance to win if Johansson has one of his games. You know, so sure. But for me, I'm probably not. Okay, I like that. <laughs> sure, <laughs> like I'm making a terrible decision. You're just gonna let me do it so I can learn my lesson. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. One of the biggest edges in sports betting is always fi- is always shopping to find the best line available. Betting lines can change by the minute and can vary greatly depending on which book you're using. That's why it's important to use Osmo's Odd Shopper to find the best line available on the game or player prop you're betting on and give you that edge to help you beat the house. Head on over to oddshopper.com slash oddshopper.osmo.com, pardon me, uh, where we compile the best bets available for game lines, player props, player and team futures, all updated in real time. That's oddshopper.osmo.com. All right, two games left. We've got 10 minutes to do it, lots of time, especially considering this next game. Arizona Coyotes have a 2.8 implied goal total going into Anaheim. The Ducks have a 2.6 implied goal total. Um, I was looking at Anaheim's uh, lines from their last game, and uh, surprise, surprise, they were a complete disaster, uh, mixing them up pretty much uh, from the opening whistle. Uh, but Troy Terry and Isaac Lundestrom, I think, are going to stay together. Ryan Getzlaff and Max Jones, I think, would stay together. And apparently Adam Henrique and Nick Delorier are going to stay together. Uh, at least they did a fair amount in their last game. Uh, Arizona kept their lines together. They've had the same lines for a couple games now, so it seems like we can kind of rely on them. Um, what do you like out of this one, Josh? We have a $6,500 goalie alert. Anthony Stellars is confirmed. So, <laughs> woo. I don't know. It's the Ducks, though. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that might change things a little bit. Like $6,500 goalie, $6, goalie, I don't know. I might have some there, but... Man, the Ducks lines as they are is just brutal. Um, I don't think I'd full stack anything on the Ducks. Maybe just a one-off here and there. A one-off Troy Terry, a one-off Silverberg, a one-off Comtois. But other than that, like, it's just hard to trust what the Ducks are going to do. They, you know, their beat riders are non-existent. You're going to get the tweet like seven minutes before the game of their lines. And so it's really hard to full stack anything. I... I kind of like the Yotes. <laughs> like this game's just so brutal. But um, I don't know. I like this, you know, Dvorak Garland combo. I'm not really sure who they're going to get. I'm not sure it matters who they're going to get. Um, it's not Gibson in net. It's not, you know, Miller in net. It's Anthony Stolarz. Um, Dvorak Garland are on power play one together. They're 11,000 for the duo. I think that's reasonable. Um, but re- really, and man, this just, this sucks. But like, I, I like this Kessel Keller combo. Like I, I, I honestly do like Kessel has been playing really well, like Johan Larson, whatever. But if you want a two man Keller with Kessel and throw him in with, um, you know, a Golgoski, I know Golgoski's on the power play, but I'd rather play Golgoski than Oliver Ekman Larson. So I think, you know, the two mans of, Keller Kessel is fine. Uh, Dvorak and Garland's fine. If you want to put in Christian Fisher, I think that's fine on the top line to full stack. But really, um, in one to three, I you know I consider one off in Kessel or two manning him with Keller. Uh, that top line is you know maybe in consideration. It's more MME stuff for me, but kind of off on the Ducks, more in on uh, the Yotes, and I probably will have to consider sixty five hundred stars. Yeah, I think Stolar's Stolar's at sixty five hundred uh, is definitely uh, you know especially where we have so many expensive lines, he's definitely very tempting. But I'm glad you mentioned Keller and Kessel over the last month playing because Keller's believe it or not, Keller's play driving numbers have been excellent this year. I mean, excellent, like near the top of the league. And Keller and Kessel together over the last month, two point eight expected goals for per sixty minutes, three are 4.2 actual goals for per 60 minutes high rate of expected goals high rate of actual goals they've been playing well this Anaheim team is nothing to sk- to sk- to be scared about at all and we're showing very little ownership on Kessel and Keller we have them both under 1% right now i imagine that comes up a little bit but i don't think they'll be over 5% so uh give me Kessel Keller uh, playing them, I think this might be my first time this year actually playing Oliver Ekman Larson. Um, I think I might get him in a couple lineups, but Kessel and Keller definitely uh, a favorite two man of mine. I've got nothing from the Anaheim side. I'm going to play some. I'm going to one off some Stellars, but that's about it. There's just nothing that interests me uh, from the Anaheim side here. Um, on the blue line, like I said, I think it's just OEL. There's nothing from the Anaheim side you really want to dig into. 
I mean, I think Jamie Drysdale is going to be popular because he's 2,800 on the top power play unit, but I guess that's fine. It's just, I know the, the, the Coyotes penalty kill isn't great, but like, who is, who is even the Ducks power play, right? Like, so like, Oh, no, I wrote that down. Yeah. It's Getzlaff, Silverberg, Max Comtois with Shattenkirk and Fowler, or at least it was last game. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm probably, you know, if you want a one-off Manson or one-off Ben Hutton, he's back being a defenseman now in DK. Like, I guess. Like, all these all these defensemen besides Shattenkirk and Fowler are 2900 or cheaper, so if you need to land on someone there, that's fine. Like, it's not something that I want to do, really. Especially, I don't know. This game's just brutal. <laughs> I'm going to look yeah. elsewhere for defensemen. Yeah, this game is kind of brutal, but I do like Kessel and Keller. All right, we've got a few minutes left. we got one more game to get to. Let's get to that game. San Jose, 2.7 implied goal total going into Los Angeles. Uh, the Kings have a 2.9 implied goal total. I haven't seen anything uh, with regards to lineups. I think Dylan Gambrell may be a game-time decision. I'll go check on that while you're talking. What do you like here in this game? Yeah, so the first thing I noticed was the Kings' top-line ownership, uh, the Kopitar line, around 20%, and that's just – just on ownership alone, I want to fade them. And then you look into their matchup, right? They're going to get Kane, Couture, LeBanc. And yeah, the Sharks aren't great defensively, whatever. But that Couture line has been very good. So at 20% on a one-to-three lineup basis, I'm going to fade them. If you want to use them in MME, I, I'm not going to talk you off them, you know, because it is Marty Jones. Uh, it is the Sharks. They have, a, they have tendencies to just disappear at times. So yeah, I think Kings 1 makes sense. Uh, under the field in MME, but one to three at that ownership in the matchup, I'm probably going to fade. So you start going down the lineup and you're going to see Anthony C with uh, Jared Aaron Dolan and Adrian Kempe. And I like that line, but they're going to get, you know, Meyer hurdle Balsers and that Meyer hurdle, you know, two man has been pretty good. Uh, so if you want to use that LA two in MME, I think that's fine. I don't think I'll consider them in one to three. But then you get to the Kings third line and you have uh, Gabriel Velarde with Jeff Carter and they're going to just get, you know, the bottom six of the Sharks. They're going to avoid the good D pairings. If there are any good D pairings on the Sharks, they're going to get either Donato Gambrell if he's in with Leonard or the Sorensen Marlowe line. And that those two lines are just just terrible defensively. So I don't mind the Velarde Carter two man. Uh, I wouldn't be me if I didn't say I like them, but listen, they're going to get just very good matchups. They're going to avoid the Burns. They're going to avoid the Carlson's not that those guys should scare you at all anyway, but they're going to avoid Couture. They're going to get, you know, even if they don't get Marlowe, Donato Gambrell Leonard isn't anything to write home about. And, you know, Florida's just getting better. Carter is who he is at this point in his career, but he's still playing good. So I don't mind a little bit of that Velarde Carter. And then on the shark side, um, I don't mind going to the sharks top line and MME. I think, you know, the Kopitar matchup, you know, the Kings have been very good this season, which has been surprising, but you know, the Kopitar matchup isn't, you know, Kopitar isn't that line hasn't been elite defensively has as they've been in years past. So I think you can go to the Couture line in MME. If I was going to go to one on the Sharks in limited entry, I think it would be the Hurdle-Meyer combo. I think you could put in Balsers. He doesn't hamper uh, the line being at 2,800 at all. So I kind of like this game from an MME standpoint. And I think in one to three, I consider Hurdle-Meyer and Vardy Carter. Yeah, so real quick, all I'll say is that we have Los Angeles 1 as the second most owned line on the slate and San Jose 1 as the fourth most owned line on the slate. Uh, One coming in at 20%, the other at 17%. Um, I'm probably going to stay away from the top lines in this game. Um, I like the Carter-Villardi line. Uh, You mentioned that. Um, That's one of my favorite filler lines with Trevor Moore uh, on this slate. So I'm going to be playing a bunch of them. Um, Probably not so much uh, more guys towards the top of the lineup. One defenseman I do like out of this game, Mario Ferraro. He's starting to get power play two minutes. I'd definitely play him over Brent Burns. Yeah. I mean, you know, Burns is still 5,900. <laughs> it would be a different story if he was priced like Carlson. Then we can have that conversation. But for Ferraro, definitely a 3,200. On the Kings side, you know, Matt Roy, 3,000. Makes a bunch of sense, too. He's losing Dowdy. 
Um, if you want to use Tobias Bjorn Fott at, tw- at min price, you know, he, he's had some decent peripherals of late and Sean Walker, I guess, but really Matt Roy with the power play two guys, he correlates with Vlardy and Carter. Yeah, I do like Matt Roy here too. Cal Peterson is one of my favorite goalies tonight. I agree. I All right. Peterson. Yep. Uh, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick pick. My hat trick pick for tonight. Uh, I'm probably I'm going to eat the chalk here, but this is how much I like Toronto. I'm going to say Austin Matthews is my hat trick pick for tonight. What do you got? Oh boy, I'm going Uncle Phil. Phil Castle. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jeff Carter, <laughs> but but Phil Kessel is yeah. definitely good enough. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before you guys get out of here, if you could like and subscribe, uh, click the bell if you want to get uh, notifications when we get on the air. Josh and I will be back tomorrow for Tyler, our producer, and for Josh himself. Uh, good luck tonight, and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.